Um, why are we here, Grant? Why are we here? Well, Jesus, what a question. Um, <laughs> Hello, everybody. As you may notice, the audio is not something that you are used to. Brad's laptop got stolen and we didn't have enough time to back it up. However, we did think that this was a really cool conversation. So we decided to post it anywhere. Enjoy. Yo, this is kind of awkward in front of an audience. Who's sure. And they're like, I, yeah, no. Uh, most of you know the Kaya Cafe spiel, so that's one reason we're here, is that the point of this space is to show off what's fucking excellent about the creative scene that we have in this city. Um, and part of that is by doing every kind of event we can possibly throw at this space one of which is going to be live podcasts, and we wanted to demonstrate it without any skin in the game other than our own podcast, instead of trying to do somebody else's. Um, but yeah, and then it was Daisy's this weekend, and Daisy's was a lot of fun, but it's definitely in the media at the moment, so we thought, why not jump on it? Um, no, we were all there, we all had uh, absolute shitload of fun, um, some interesting experiences, um, and yeah, I wanted to talk about it and find out yeah, from friends of ours who were in various different capacities behind the scenes at the festival what it was like for them as well. Because I'm a nerd and I like finding out what went on behind the scenes because I think that makes it all so much more interesting. So we've got a couple of performers here. Um, we've got uh, a sound tech, we've got a tour manager. So. It should be fun. We're gonna. Oh, and a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you are kind of sitting behind Jonah. <laughs> Didn't see you for a second. But Mr. Berg is here, the OG himself. Um, so I feel like we've got a fairly representative selection. Um, what are we. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm allowing pauses to let what I said just sink in. I've been watching TikTok videos. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think how we want to. How we guess to who all went to Daisy's? Put your hands up. Put, like, uh, to, yeah, obviously. Woo! Um, okay, so fucking everybody, sick. Um, yeah, I mean, an incredible festival, the biggest festival in South Africa, so that's dope. Um, Let's start with the crowd participation. <laughs> who wants to tell us what your favorite set was? Of the festival. Oh, that's a good. That's a very good shout. Thanks for filming um, my podcasting. John, what was your favorite set? Mongo K. Mongo K. World class. To the highest degree. Not here, but he did just take a pair of pants from the cafe. But he's going to wear tomorrow, so that's exciting. Um, but you know, yours is biased, so it can't be Sabo Perfect. Exactly. Other than that. Unfortunately, I did get to experience other sets because. I just went there for Sabo, then after that, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh. Man was moving, moving. <laughs> um, Gabby, what was your favorite set? Yeah. Although, someone's going to need to pass the mic. Uh, just uh, directed okay. towards the shout. Directed, just directed. I am DVD. I am DVD. Oh. Was that, that was, was that on main stage? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, at the brass band. The Yeager Brass Hotel. Yes. I'm talking about the Brass Those dudes. Those dudes rock up. They were there at the Upper Creek as well. Lissetti, what was your favorite set? Goodness. You know, I can't be biased. And also, yeah, I mean, apart from Hannah's set. Hannah's set was. What we saw of it. Yeah. 
which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, How does yeah. your experience? But <laughs> <laughs> you were spectacular. From the Salon musicians, I Yeah. Yeah. More photos. Okay, Salon photos. Okay, yeah. I think, Duri, what was your favorite set? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, English. No, no, no. So, it's, it's a problem. I had two black labels and now I can't speak English. Annie had um, my first Irish coffee, which was also a bit strange. Right, yeah, um, you know what, for me, actually, I, I, in terms of like, the entire experience, I very first set of main stage, I think my, because we, like, my personal experience is, I got there, we got set up, and then I went straight to the bar, found a place to sit down and just drink, and then wait for Honeymoon to come on. The moment Honeymoon was on, I was, like, vibes, I'm getting off of this chair, kind of did a little bit of a two-step, um, ran straight to, you know, front row. Stage, front row, found you there, of course, you were there probably for the entire yeah, weekend, <laughs> but, yeah, and that, for that, like, I feel like it was a very, very nice way to kick off uh, the dating experience with me, you know, aside from Beach Ball. They were really yeah. good. Gina, what was yours? Um, besides some of the ones that we mentioned, Envy Funk, we kind of stumbled into the Maybelline yeah, yeah, yeah. tent and the drumming. That was one of What did you bring out? Was it a trumpet? Did you bring out a trumpet? Did I make it up? I think you Well, the drumming. It's just the word was similar. No, the, yeah, no, Envy Funk was quite the musical experience. Shout out Envy Funk, he's also from Cape Legend. Um, yeah, sure. Absolutely not my talk to <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, Brad, your favourite? Other than, yeah, there were a few that had been mentioned, and <clears throat> I'm, I'm just, at this point, because it's not it's not my favourite, but I want to mention a few. Will Lindley was so, oh, yes. just so good. It was just such a good performance. It was, yeah, and so cool to watch him do that. Um, and just a very like proud moment. You can, you can see Will was having fun. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the one thing. Is you can see in yeah, the way angel. he reacted to the crowd and everything, he was like, I'm so stoked to be here. And that yeah. is like I don't wanna I don't wanna say a lot of people say, you know, his his career came off of TikTok, but uh, episode four of the Kaya Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what made it. That's what really made it. Um fuck his incredibly viral, great videos on TikTok. Um yeah, no, his was cool. And Matt Moll and Rob Spooner just because they're always just really, really deliver an, an incredible performance. Um Oh, that was out of internationals. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, I know some of their songs, but like seeing them live, like the band was incredible. The like, frontman was very sexy. You were all thinking it was okay. <laughs> the moment, the moment he lost the jacket, like, wow! And like, you could see how ripped that guy was. And he made like played saxophone. He made love to that saxophone in ways that I forgot he played over saxophone. Things on the inside, so yeah, no, like Ace and Masters, in terms of like pure performance from like international perspective, for me, that was. Really? It was it was a surprise. Was now we can title this podcast "Gone Sexual." So we've got the <laughs> we've got the clickbait through. <laughs> yeah, no, Kalani's Kalani's performance was quite gone sexual. 
wild. Yeah. Gabby, that's going to be one to, <laughs> to get into. Um, and maybe that's actually a good segue. Gabby, you want to, it's a horrible segue, but can we get into it? Fuck yeah, come on up. This is Gabby. Gabby is a, oh, uh, sound you're studying sound. I will just do some. You, yeah, you do it, you do it. I'll leave it at job. No, uh, no, there's a mic just for you. Yeah, it's just the thing. Sorry, I'm just using the thing to get a little cut for it. Oh, no. No, this Hi. is the place where you can join us. Hello, Brad. Hello. How are okay. you? I'm fucking wonderful. This is actually getting fun. Um, yeah, I think I'm on, a, I'm on a TV show. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. We'll get over it. Um, <laughs> explain what you do and what you were doing in this. So, my name is Gabby. Gabby LaRue. Uh, Commonly confused with the guy who produced Mendoza's first album, not me. That guy's like 56, he's also not my father. My name is Gabby, I'm a music producer, sound crafter, member of a band, and I'm talking to Daisies. I was uh, a production assistant for Bad Weather Productions, okay. and essentially basically playing the role of a stage assistant. Okay. Yeah. And you were on the main stage? I was on the main stage for the majority of the yeah. festival. We fully. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I like job. to think that I was the cutest like, stage person there. 100%. Thank you. 100%. I appreciate that. When did you arrive? Because I, I saw some Instagram stories from a long time before. So I arrived on Tuesday? Yeah. 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 Um, to go to the grocery store to do some shopping for my uh, very hungry teammates, because a burry roll for breakfast, lunch, and supper is not enough for some. It's enough for me, though. <laughs> and, I mean, you were there literally, f I mean, I saw some stuff on Instagram from, like, the beginning, like, there was basically nothing really there, and then you built the stages. Well, I think the production team arrived after sort of the um, initial kind of festival grounds are laid out. So the main stage was all the scaffolding and stuff that oh, okay. we built. Yeah. And then basically, um, from when I was there, all of the lights and things started going up the LED so the full was Like the full kind of like finishing of the construction. Um, and then kind of as uh, days leading up to the festival, Thursday was really hectic because obviously like, now there's a limit on our time. People have been there for like six weeks, setting up stage, everything's fine, fine, fine. And then on Thursday, it's like, four good yellow. Was it no show? Show opposite. So um, we're, I was doing everything from like building, building parts of the stage to building risers to setting up instruments to checking lines, rolling cables. I was even hanging up like fake plants on the main stage. Oh, I saw oh, that. Yeah. Thanks for the Appreciate yeah. it. So um, yeah, I just jumped in there. It's my first time like working on such a big. Uh, project and it was really cool. What was I mean? What was it like organizationally from a like the experience of, of being a part of the setup of what is the biggest festival in the country? Well, I mean, like I very much came in blind. I was a little bit scared because, like, I again have never been part of a production company like on this scale. I'm used to kind of organizing events and organizing people on a smaller level. Um, but what really stuck out to me actually was that like everybody on site has got a specific goal to meet like by Thursday night and it doesn't matter who the fuck you are and what the fuck you're getting paid I was getting paid nothing because intern but I worked my ass off <laughs> so hopefully um, I'll, I'll get something out of it but like 
literally, if someone doesn't get lunch on time and they're grumpy and they don't do a good job on the scaffolding, like that shit's gonna fall down. Like yeah. it's every single person on this massive production and every single job that they do is really important. Mm -hmm. Like even the stupid small things like getting people lunch or like making coffee. Ah, food is alive. <laughs> I learned that a production company is only as strong as it's coffee. Well, <laughs> well, cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. With Lucy, I went outside. It's fine. This is compliment. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Lucy's coffee, everybody. Yeah, shout out to Lucy. Um, yeah, sure. I would, that sounds like actually the most like I would have loved to do that. that it was really like, fun. Sounds like yeah, and it, actually, like everybody's really nice because you kind of have to be. Mm. Like you can't really afford to be an asshole. So like I didn't get shouted at once. Everyone was just like, "Wow, you're being so helpful. You're not even getting paid." And I'm like, <laughs> it's difficult to shout at them. <laughs> to shout at people who aren't being paid. You don't really have enough to on. But yeah, okay, that is a motorbike. I thought that. Um, is there a ghost in the podcast? Yeah, no, no, it just sounded like it kept happening as my voice happened and that was weird. Um, did you meet any of the artists? Were you on stage, you know, interacting with people? What yeah. Was it like? what was, yeah, I mean, uh, what was the best interaction you had with an artist? Um, so I basically, particularly on the Saturday, um, it seemed like there was in the green rooms like no one was sending out the artists on time so I ended up being the person who would go down from the main stage like 15 minutes before they're supposed to go on and be like hey guys transition time's coming up do you guys want to mosey on up here like who's essential who's not because also everyone wants to bring their friends on main stage but we got like you know six seven like massive moving risers different drum kits set up and stuff yeah. we can't like actually afford to have anyone on stage who's not like supposed to be there so i'm trying to be as nice and possible as possible and tell like nasty see hey man i see you with your crew of like 30 hot people <laughs> but like the vip lounge is over there can i just get the the main people, you can bring your bottle of Hennessy, it's fine, but uh, up the ramp, babes, please stay outside of the lights, right? Go, 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 you have 45 minutes. Like, that was my job for the Saturday. That's on cool. What was the experience, because you also experienced the festival, right? Because so I know you guys, you guys did get breaks, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I obviously you have to stay like quite sober mm. and quite like about it. Um, again, being an engine means that you're trying to like impress, impress the paying man. So I was very careful not to like be seen drinking. Um, a little bit of fun. Just a bit. Just a bit. Nothing crazy. Mainly I got my kicks out of standing in the line for the Red Rocks tent for the free pancakes. Because all the wasted people there, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> we did a we did a red frogs. I love Oh, oh god. Yeah, it's so good. You guys should do a Red Frogs Daisy's podcast. We should. They've seen stories from the Red Frogs. Oh my god, you're so this, right. This man comes up to me thinking that I work there, like with the straightest face in his life. He tells me, Hey, do you guys do gluten free pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the biggest festival in South Africa. Very obviously. It's so funny because they have what they call the safe space. And it's like where all the people where the pancake didn't work, 
and you go behind this intent of just bodies, like legs <laughs> and my angels. No, dude, there's Those one. There's, there's, by the there's also like the photo backdrop red frogs, nice whatever on the stretch tent, and there's like an oh, where the stretch tent like dips. And behind the wall, there's like a little alcove, and we just saw paramedics at one point, just like bundle a guy in. Yeah. You can't like this enter like standing. You have to like crouch and get in. And this dude was not capable of crouching and walking in a straight line. And they just bundle him into the this like dark back of the red frog's corner, and you have to wonder what the hell goes on in into there. Into void. Yeah, I know. Yeah, has anyone seen him since? I don't know. <laughs> That's actually, I think, a good segue because. Speaking of like drunk 19 year olds, I think this was a lot of people's like first ever big music festival. It was our first daisies. Really? Yeah. I will say, really, I would say going back to the like stages and the set, it being like my first big like multi day festival, it was really cool. I felt like I was walking into like different worlds. Yeah, you know? no, the, nice. the production was like the production of the show was incredible. Like, or at least what we saw from an audience perspective, I'm aware that there was there were complications, as there always were. No shade, there's yeah, always complications. Yay, Alex came. Um, sick. Um, hello, Alex. There's always complications. No shade, but we're definitely yeah going to get into that. Um, the yeah, it was it was our first days. Yeah, our first days. And no, 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 no. I think it was the. It might have been the biggest. I mean, yeah, dude. The main stage was the biggest non permanent stage that's ever been built itself in Africa. Yeah, like of all time. Hatred. You got lunch for the people you were hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> Just from pure exhaustion and heat. Uh, do you have a question? Um, yes, but I forgot. I forgot what the question was. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So, and then versus the experience of the, the the festival from you know the spectator point of view, um, what's what's it like? Being you know on stage or and behind the artist. I mean, Lorcan also kind of experienced it, but you know, looking at the performance kind of from like the behind the scenes aspect, but also then just seeing like the crowds of people and stuff. What's the like? I'm trying to put the question into actual words, but what was that experience like? Um. So I think like because I was on site from Tuesday and I kind of saw like the build up. Um, towards like what we were building towards. You can't like really visualize the big picture until everybody arrives. And when everyone started arriving on Friday, I was also working on the main stage and it's sort of like, it's not a big deal to you because I'm like, I've been sound checking with these artists, like actually like most of the artists and especially their bands, usually like the actual singer doesn't pitch up for sound check, but the musicians and stuff that I did meet, um, in the international bands and the local bands, all of them super, super really nice people and just very, very normal and very human. Like I met Kalani's drummer and bassist um, on the Saturday morning. Kalani's bassist. <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we stole my beating heart. Um, 
you know, and I was just like, oh, I'd like to sneak this round to have like more women on the stage because um, for the majority of the festival, especially until the artists got there, I was the only person with a vagina walking, just, working on the stage. Just to make sure um, the Taisies, the Taisies was predominantly women, like a lot of ladies behind the, behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. The whole show. But I mean, like on the stage itself, like the doing yeah. like on the main stage, people working that like in terms of the engineers and the production company, it's just all men. And so you know, I start seeing seeing like women like walking in with their instruments, fiddling around with things. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, hey, I'm Gabby. Mm -hmm. And like you know, then I get um, I go to see Kalani, and I'm like, oh shit! Like I just. Smoked a joint with the drummer, casual. That's, so cool. um, That's way better than just, I met the drummer. That's the story. <laughs> well, it's like, you, you also, like, for me, I don't know, but you, celebrity is like a fake thing. Mm. Like, yeah. another person mm. is just another person. And I think the worst thing that you can do, like, to someone who's famous is yeah. to, like, treat them like they're not, they're not a person yeah. anymore, like they're a commodity. Um, and I just try to be, like, yeah. and with like everyone that I meet and I think people appreciate that so yeah. that's, a, that's a really good point that I think people don't like talk about enough is like and it's been my experience as well meeting you know those kinds of people and it's just going oh the fact that I didn't like freak out and go ah like and you just have a conversation with them and say hey like I really enjoyed that thing you did like thank you just the fact that you were talking to them like a human being like just completely de-escalates the whole thing and then you actually get to have a conversation with them and they'll probably remember it so much more and it'll mean so much more to them just that you would like treated them like a human being and respected them for what they do and well it doesn't really matter if it means that much more to them because mm -hmm. like they're another human being like may play bass or whatever mm -hmm. for like a big band in the world but ultimately like if I was Britney Spears and I went to the grocery store, like that shouldn't be a big interaction because it's someone going to yeah. a grocery store, you know? Yeah. And I think like we have this big like idolization problem yeah. where we like when people get money and fame, we like tend to we see them as like either means to an end for our own personal clout or just like not as people anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like that's, no, that's kind of weird, like you know. If someone's being cool to you, yeah. and like it's not that important, they're yeah. probably not gonna remember me, but I hope maybe yeah. experience it better. Yeah, like, yeah. No, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Like just like you probably shouldn't get so excited that you feel the need to choke Kalani. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody see that? No one seen no, that. So what? Okay, so Kalani. I think she went down to like the the. So the videos. Because like, and then she came back on stage and she was like, you are Yeah. Yeah, so that's assault. So you can that's assault. That's assault. That's assault. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. celebrities yeah. are human yeah. beings. Yeah. Just because someone is on stage, like, doesn't mean that you can touch them. I mean, like, also as a musician, like, you know, it is weird yeah. like, getting mocked by people yeah. the minute that you're off stage. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I just try to. Yeah. yeah, that Kalani incident, for those without the context, um, she went down to the crowd and like was obviously singing and interacting with the crowd, all very cool, love that, and then, and subsequently video surfaced because they caught it on the cameras, obviously they're filming Kalani down in the crowd, and you can literally see someone's like hand come over her shoulder and kind of try to wrap around her throat, 
and she like pulls away, and then she came up on stage, and she was like, y'all are wild, someone just tried to grab my throat. And she is not exaggerating. Yeah. Like, that's what happened, and it goes like, what the fuck? No. I think it happens a lot to female performers, I just don't think like a lot of people talk about it. Well, let's talk like, about it, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like the minute you go up on stage, it's like cool, it's a free-for-all, like, like, that's our big international headliner. You just simply cannot. I just want to meet the person who had the nerve. Do that. Well, you can probably see their face on camera. Um, Get them fired. They're gonna listen. Logan's trying to cancel the fuck out of people. Logan's trying to mob. Yeah, Logan just wants to mob. Leave Galati alone. Mob justice. I mean, speaking of. You know, Lord Mr. Lorkenberg, I think I'm gonna give him the opportunity to actually sit in my seat because you guys are having such a brilliant conversation. <laughs> and we're gonna hot swap this because I feel like it's a it's a more fun way to keep it engaging. Yeah. 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 Come on, Mr. Lorkenberg photographer. Woo! Woo! Yeah. 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 Everybody's stories of daisies. What that for fun. Fox by shirt, fox by nature. Uh, try, give me a hot yeah, one. Okay, cheers everyone. Bye, Bye Jenna. Bye. Bye. Enjoy Enjoy that bad. Thank you, Gina. Wow. Thank <laughs> 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 you. I support his commitment. How was your dancing experience? Tell me about it. I was really sober the whole time, and that's just because it's really Same. difficult to walk from where you are to the bar and Amen. back. When you drunk, you run. You see, I never got to that point, so I was like a little bit like, a little bit like relaxed. Like, but anyway, I have loved it. It's just, I have my feet though. Were you in the Spotify VIP now? No. Ooh. I did go in. I had a past day dinner hat time. Really nice. I know. That place was a lightsaber. I didn't have that wristband. I didn't have a ball. I didn't have a wristband. Should have come talk to me, honey. <laughs> Next time. Actually, the moment that we did see you was because I was in the grass. Wow. Like all the. Was it like, during Munga said? I think no, so. it wasn't. No. I think I saw you then. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. I mean, we. The time it was after honeymoon, definitely. Yeah, I think I think the more eyes were. What other stuff? When were you on main stage other than that? I mean, I was working on main stage for Saturday morning and then um, Friday morning and Friday evening, and then Saturday pretty much throughout the day until we got Well, whenever it was, just before we saw you, I was like, had the stage crew like so male. I was like. Anyway, but I didn't want to be that person oh, getting, pushing the like thing because yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there's Gabby, like, you know, representation. I was like, oh, what do you mean? I don't see one person. You don't remember that? I was, Brad, I was pointing out that Gabby. I was like, oh, hey, Gabby. I'm, I'm representing the elf gender. Amen to that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 that was correct. Representing not a man. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, like I, with my tiny female brain, I also know how to plug in cables, guys. Yeah, that incredibly complex technical ability. This thing has Those wheels. Young people, people need to give that wheels. People 
we'll need to give way more props in general to tech crews yeah. Yeah. all the time. Definitely. I think we only have like they make it happen. maybe like three artists who were like, thanks to the sound people, you guys are amazing. <laughs> Yeah. We are strong advocates here for being nice to the sound guy. Yeah, be nice be to the sound guy. Sound guys, sound guys, people don't understand. Sound guys make or break the performance. Okay, they unless the sound guy is being an asshole to you, and then I advocate for yeah. being an asshole to you. Yeah, 100%. But generally they would, and, and they control everything, so be nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quickly, uh, one question was about, there were a, a, a couple of times, and I, I'm calling out an a, 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 a issue that we noted on main stage. There were a couple of times that the mics for the vocalist weren't coming through, the monitoring just wasn't happening. Were they just, because I know this also happened, were they just being prima donnas? Obviously, sometimes it didn't come through the house enough, and that's just it's like getting the level up. But like, the artists. the artists, sometimes people are just prima donnas about their mix. When they get on stage. No, not really. I couldn't hear the vocals. No, no, no. I'm saying sometimes people are. So okay. I'm asking what, yeah, what was happening there because there were a couple of times. So the majority of the time, when you have an international band, you'll basically have in-ear monitors in, you know, in the, the ears, ears of funny. the artists, right? And uh, we had our in-ear monitor system set up, but then a lot of artists bring their own ones. Right? And then that has to connect over to our in-ear network and transmitters. And so, because there's only a small change over time, mm. like, you know, 15, 20, mm. 30 minutes at most, mm. all of this stuff needs to happen. Um, takes a little bit longer to sort that out, but also like, look, running gigs is like, you always have to expect something to go wrong. Someone will step on a cable, Someone will mess something. A cable, a microphone will just suddenly just decide, hey, brother, like I, I'm, I'm taking the day off. I don't work. And um, so the sound guys have to be really on it. And I think a lot of the like the international look. I'm, I'm in a punk band. Like I don't care as long as I can sort of like hear what I'm saying. Like it's more important to me that like my audience is having a good sound than to have like yeah. good sound. On. Yeah. As long as I can kind of hear what's going on, it's fine. But I think a lot of the international artists are obviously like um, expecting a much higher quality and I think also when they're in Europe or in America or wherever they have specific tech teams that they work with mm -hmm. that you know mitigate a lot of these issues who know their setup but obviously they come out to South Africa you're not going to bring like your entire production crew mm -hmm. right because yeah. it doesn't make economic sense. So I think that's also like a bit of context to go in there, but you know, a big festival like Daisy's, so there's so sure. many moving parts. So and so, you know, went back up to base camp to take a shower and he's taking a bit long because the line's long mm -hmm. and now he's our in-air guy and he's the only one who knows how this works and it's, you know, every tiny, tiny little problem becomes an eventual shit show. Yeah. So I think that was... And it's the golden rule of it, of Production, what can happen will happen. High strict job. Yeah, yeah. it all just. Amen. Yeah, something will end up going wrong. Mr. Berg, you were also on and around the stages quite a good deal. I uh, was. Did you see Gabby? You would have seen Gabby. No, I did. I yeah. saw Gabby yeah. during Mr. Will Lindley's performance. I think that was that was. That was I let you under the stage. Yes, you did. You had a press pass. I did. <laughs> you were menace as well. I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we get. I think I'm gonna turn up. 
Tapping on it. Tapping on it. Yeah, do it. Thank you so much, Gabby. Thank you for all the work you did to make it such a beautiful experience. See you guys soon. We'll see you. Thank you for coming through. You're welcome. Mr. Bino. I might ask a male-body person to walk me to my car. Booty. Can I Security. I'm of male and of body. Can you make sure my car is going to take a body out of this? Hi! It's up to the second slide. We've got some for all the Yeah. A new Kaya business venture. They're walking people to their cars. Shame, that feels very exploitative. Just in a whole load of ways. Bino, you know, uh, quickly, well, before we get things going, will you introduce yourself and what you uh, did at Daisy's? Um, okay, cool. Uh, my full name actually is Simbongile, cause name, um, but I just go by the name Bino. It's a street name just made up for myself since high school. Stuck. I made it up myself, yes. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, and at Daisy's I was doing tour management, uh, local tour management for an international act, which was one of the headliners. Not Say this day. Come on. But yeah, I was doing like local challenging for him in terms of as soon as he lands, I'm the one who shows him around the country, the do's and don'ts, the pretty much literally um his guy in South Africa, you know, throughout his day. Um, luckily enough, I've got experience with the Daisies from Cape Town and Joburg as well, which was like fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I was doing at Daisies. Wow, what an wow. intro. And um, yeah, I mean, you would have. Did you shoot at this set? No, I, um, I, wanted, I enjoyed that. I was in the crowd. <laughs> I was in the crowd with my beautiful girlfriend and a crowd of people who we love, and it was beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the thing, when I was photographing that, I didn't want to overdo it because I was there with my girlfriend, I was there with friends, like I I'd bought my ticket before I'd even gotten hired, so I was there to experience the festival, it was nice to shoot, but I, wa I wanted to have a good balance, and I mean, I just had one of the best experiences of my life shooting Bob Dad, um, that was and so I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna go put my cameras away, get my girlfriend, we're gonna watch Summer together. So it was a really nice kind of like bats. Mm. Um, obviously, I would have loved to have photographed Summer. You, you got to watch it? Yeah, exactly. I was, it's not nice, I'm not gonna lie, it's great being behind the scene and so forth, mm. but being in front of the person and watching them entire crowd is kind of different. So, the, uh, so yeah. the perfect example of that would be when Buddy came out for Grab Dad's performance and they opened, they split the crowd like the Red Sea. And I was I was with my friend Gillian and we were in the wings and I was like, do we go? Like, this is gonna be like a once in a lifetime experience. Like, do we just like sprint our asses around the stage and go join it? And we were like, nah, let's stay. And it was like it was still great to be in that space because it's not every day where you find yourself on stage at the largest music festival in Africa and you're like, holy shit. But like it's also amazing to be in the crowd. So I think it was nice to have that kind of duality of the experience where I was able to have that experience and still have that experience. So yeah, you see, with me it was kind of different. Mm -hmm. It was there was no duality at all. It was just like we go there at a certain time, you have to be there at a certain time, and if the artist decides, yo, I don't want performance, I just want to go home. 
Yeah, I'm so. <laughs> and you have to be the you have to be the guy that tells everyone that. Just you're like, hey, that's a great decision, man. Exactly. Like it, it wasn't like a huge team. It was like a team of five, but like everything was just like in order. Like in play, like okay, cool. We just finished performing, and Sam was performing like it was the last performance. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Not the yeah. yeah. So yeah. as soon as it was done, we tried to catch the jockeys in the maybe stage, but at that time we didn't realize like. Mm, nah, we're not gonna make it. So ended up going back to the hotel, got back at like 5 a.m., had to catch a flight at 7 a.m. so I didn't mm. sleep. But yeah, it was fun. Sure. Yeah. I, I have a question for you because you, I think, are in a unique position here where you experience both the Cape Town and the Giants. You're working yeah. the Daisies. Can you point out a few of the kind of highlight differences? And it could be highlights, it can be lowlights, but what was kind of the different experience? Because it looked like Obviously, I don't want to say it looked like a bad experience, but it looked like a very different experience. Obviously, yeah. it was one night it's on a Sunday, it was during the day, yeah. but the energy seemed really, really, really good. So I'd, I'd be interested I'd to know what your, what's your perspective. I'd say the thing with the Cape Town one, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's three days for one. Mm. So there's always that mindset of people of comfortability of like, okay, cool, this Friday, I'm going to catch a Saturday, you know? Mm. Whereas in Joe, it's like that one day, I've got to be there, I have to be there on time. Whatever happens, it has to bring the energy yeah. as well. So exactly. Whereas, like in Cape Town, the energy was also kind of—I don't want to say all over the place, but it was just like you're here at this stage, you want to go catch the performance in that stage, you want to do that. Mm-hmm. That. Whereas in Joburg, it was like I'm here. Joe K is going to perform here. Five years going to perform here. Sam's going. Everyone is going to perform here. You know. So you don't have to like. Kind of time yourself like that. Ten minutes to go get a drink. And if I'm not here, yeah, it's fucking tight. Exactly. So it was. Even like from the bar perspective, you can be by the bar and still see Sabah performing or whoever's mm-hmm. performing past, you know. So that's one thing that I'd say was different in a way. Um, and also I'd say like that's that's where the energy comes from in German, mm-hmm. you know. Like the energy came from like this is one day I've got to make it count. And yeah. I also, I feel like that may have also been, I don't know, like this is just figuratively speaking, yeah. this is just what, from what I saw. There seemed like there was almost like a bit of competitive energy because they'd seen over the weekend the Cape Town days, these three days, they're like, right, we've got one day to top it, let's just let's bring it to the max. Eh? This is really like, to me, it was most of the artists, um, I, I, I met them, I interacted in a few chats with them, um, but predominantly they were like, they, as same as I was saying, like, in terms of like, it's a three day thing, it's a one day thing, so everyone went to the high energy, so most of the artists were like, Damn, Joe Booker's energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's bring that. Excuse me. And whereas when they got to Cape Town, they probably like performed the second day and then people just tired from Friday, they're like <laughs> hanging, uh, mm-hmm. you know? So it was a thing like that, that Josie was like high in energy, but Cape Town came with like the deliverance in terms of people on every fucking stage. Mm-hmm. Like each stage you went to, you just got there and was like, people. How am I going to get to the front? You know, until yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it was pretty much that man, but it was yeah, it was a solid one. Yeah. I'm gonna tap out with Dury. Yeah. Okay. Dury being tapped back in. Yeah. I actually want to give a little bit of an anecdote that I just like because you're talking about the bar and your timing and everything. Main stage Cape Town Daisies, obviously. Um, main stage bar was a huge bar, right? Very it was obviously like all the headliners at main stage, and it was 
was very busy. However, right, way to the left, I found out there was this little alcove of where all the Afrikaans bartenders were gathered. And they were always quiet for some reason because it's first away from like gin camping, it's like first away from the food that's next to main stage and everything. So I went there and I'm like, hey guys, what are your names? Listen, if I come later and I order a brandy and coke, I need an Afrikaans brandy and coke. <laughs> <laughs> and like I found out the one guy went to like the same high school as I did. He was just, uh, he only, you were the whole first. Guy I only went to high school after I left high school and now he's a bartender and dating. I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting old. So it's, um, and I'm like, I'm going to come to you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna come to you for my brandy and coke. And he's like, I brought it. And I came to him, ordered a brandy and coke. And guys, if I tell you, I think there was probably this much coke in that entire well. <laughs> double coke and brandy. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. A single coke and brandy. That's what, that's what I didn't know it's about the bar, but I just need to get out because otherwise I'm gonna get it. It's like finding those little festival tricks. Which uh, shout see. out to the bar stuff. Sorry, shout out to the bar stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the bar stuff, please. They had to put up, I know what my experience was. At some points, I was a little bit, mm, not safe to order, but they must, they must, and the, the thing is, I, I actually managed myself quite well for the whole festival. I was working a lot of time, I didn't. He went, I'm gonna roll this back really no. quickly. <laughs> no, the, I felt like the energy would, it gave you such a buzz that you did, like, like if I go to a nightclub, look, I'll drink a lot because, like, you know, Sometimes you got it. But at Daisy's, I felt like there was such a buzz, like just naturally, just in the air. The energy was so like infectious that I didn't find myself like needing to get drink. I'd like get one drink, and that would sort me for like an hour, two hours, and then maybe I'd get another one just now. But like, yeah, shout out to the pasta. That's, I don't know your experience, but I did not have a single bad interaction with any staff at Daisy's. No, no, no. no. I didn't. Except for getting my media pass. That was a fucking nightmare. But anyways, sorry. So, so what I did, what I did want to ask was, um, from your experience, so you were representing an artist, so you were coming kind of from the outside into yeah. the organisational structure yeah. of the festival, right? What was your experience dealing with um, dealing with the, the stage staff, the um, hospitality staff, whatever at Daisies, as you know, as the artist or from the artist's perspective, because. I know I've had conversations with artists subsequently who didn't have all that completely positive an experience and I think it's important that we talk about that because and I want to preface this like I'm not shit talking daisies in any way but it, it wasn't perfect it's never gonna be perfect so yeah like I think it's important that we have the conversations about what could be improved we're not here to just gas it up in, yeah in, in the interest of helping everyone have a better experience next time um, well, from my side, I was predominantly like on the artist side, so anytime they needed anything, I had to communicate that. Um, I mean, in regards with with my thing, it was I have to take them two hours before time on the set. They have to be on set two hours before time. They have to be in the private room. They have to be on stage, like next to the stage, thirty minutes before. You know, so I had to ensure those measures in terms of um, hospitality and other things. That was sorted already. I'm not gonna lie. They, they shit was like on par. Like the artists got there, the green rooms already, private rooms, whatever, and they had everything they needed there. You know, they spent the like 
one hour, 30 minutes before the performance, and then they just went to the performance, did the performance, got done, and then they decide after that what they want to do. You know, from that, like the flow of the event was like very easy. There were no hiccups, I'd say like, oh shit, we're running behind this, or that, or that sound. Nah, we didn't have that because um, some was performing on the Heineken stage, which is predominantly like um, uh, where you know, all the days it was called like the trap stage or mm -hmm. the hip hop. The hip hop stage. Yeah. yeah. So that was like predominantly hip hop stage, and everything was like flowing very nicely. Um, I got there, bumped into a blog run, I bumped into a lot of like books I saw. But I kind of had to keep a straight face because it's still yeah. my job. Um, but regardless, though, everything was flowing. Um, one thing I'd say, like one of the artists mentioned, um, I remember Buddy, met, Buddy mentioning it in Joba. He was like, you know, one thing this festival needs is this food, like rotating throughout these artists, like kitchens just carrying food. <laughs> I get you, but not like rotating like the whole time, but like. Yeah. But the food, like, I'm not saying like there was no food, yeah. like if an artist didn't like, seem, There was like a lot of food trucks, but like, no, I, I went backstage, there didn't seem to be, apart from the Spotify, and I, like at the Heineken stage especially, there was like a fridge with some high food, yeah. there was no like catering <laughs> anywhere near the stage. Because um, predominantly they, they are set up with their tech riders, so yeah. where they get their tech riders is where they'll get their food if they order food okay. from the day. Yeah. So if they want anything else, they just have to mention to their tour manager that, yo, we'd love to get some pizza yeah, the tournament is responsible, which is what I was doing, you know? Which is you. Then, yeah. Um, on the topic of tour managers, I actually have a, a question. Um, I'm not sure, so obviously, all, especially all the international artists, they all have a tour manager, I'm assuming, right? Um, I don't know how many of the other tour managers you interacted with, but what? You, you were representing Saab, who seems like a genuinely lovely person, yeah. like through and through, he seems like a great guy. But obviously, all artists are different people. You've got someone like Buddy, who has really high energy, crazy guy, incredible to work with, but probably a bit tricky to be a tour manager for. Yeah. What was, what, did you interact with any other tour managers, and what were some of the kind of like stories that like stuck out to you? Um, for one, also like, Saba had his own tour manager because he was on tour before he came to South Africa. So he was already on tour for the past two months. This was his last show. Oh, sure. um, so yeah. That's why like things on my side were like smooth sailing, but in regards to the other guys, they weren't like doing tours, they just like, yo bro, Africa's calling, they need to touch Africa, you know? <laughs> and so I'd say one thing that stuck out is um, for one, homie is like buddy. Like guys like Buddy, um, Quad Dad, they were very like fluid with me. Like, they didn't give like an F about who you are or whatever. If you popped up to them, like, yo, I wanna make a video with you, they're like, yeah, let's go, you know? And then there were artists who were super cautious, like Fabio, who had like four or five security cars just like around him and had this whole crew around him. So that's New York City, baby. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, Bass is also from New York, but you didn't see Bass moving like that. That's, that's another that's thing, fair. you know? So it's just about like. So it's 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 like things like that. It just depends on the artist and how they feel and how they I don't know like how they are or how they respect or yeah. I don't know man. Different just, strokes of different parts. Yeah, exactly. Because um, for one, buddy's a very like humble guy. Yeah. No, Saba. That's fine. Saba is a very humble guy, easygoing, um, down to earth. 
And one thing I picked up from him is that he's experienced a lot, so therefore is like super cautious about who he lets in his space, like yeah. who he interacts with and so forth. To some extent, like um, I, I was to some, I was questioning myself, like there's there's body, there's name, like there's a lot of bosses, they don't have security guards. He had a bouncer, so I was like, why do you have a bouncer? Like, you know? Not that you're not a big deal, you are, but why do you have a bouncer? But it was to protect his space. Yeah. So that like not just any random person can infiltrate it. Exactly. Like that, there's a big. random who might say some dumbass shit about um, about his like old album. You know, you dropped a shit ass album making a video for TikTok. Just you know. So he was protecting his space in terms of that. Even people like he bumped into you know, on a like a regular day when I was talking. Um, uh, remember I went to Sunset Rocks. You know. So there's this guy who came through and he was like with his girlfriend and he was like, and he was like, yo, can you please take a picture with you? Um, and because he's bouncing kind of like reacting like they had like this their own way of speaking like yo is that cool with you for sure and then he was like nah he's, he's like and we took a picture you know so it's it's certain things like that to us and I feel like things like that kind of increase the value of an artist to some extent I hate the the, the phrasing I'm putting right now but because the more you're reachable the more someone feels like they know you already. Like, if they interact with you, like the people who took pictures with Buddy and they interact with him, they feel like, yo, Buddy's my friend. Yeah. Excuse his name, mm -hmm. Big Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy's my buddy. You know? So, um, and also with guys like Saba, like, there are people who talk to this day, they're like, fuck, he was here, I saw him, but I couldn't reach him. Mm -hmm. So that draws you to more in terms of, at some point when he comes back again, I want to talk to you, I want to have this interaction, you know? Exclusivity so, almost. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that's low-key kind of a thing we, we start to mention my brand when we deal with Vogue, mm -hmm. you know, with the calves and we'd be like, we're dropping 50 only, yeah. and then everyone's like, yo, why 50 only? Because we want you to want more. We yeah. want you to and if you have one, then if you have one, then you know. Exactly, if you got it, you got it. You got if it. you don't have it, sorry, you have to wait for the next time. If there is a next time, you know, because there's no guarantee to that. So that's what I like pretty much. Um, By the way, very good and fresh. I was just following up. We, we had to. I was just following up this plug. Yeah, yeah. You're not dead on the Thank you. Shout yeah. out to the broke boys. Amen to that. Shout out to the broke boys. Amen. Amen. Rest in peace, the clubhouse. Rest in peace. No, not rest in peace. Not rest in peace. It's 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 like in a coma. An evolution, basically. We're not. You're not. Clubhouse is not dead. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Just moving. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen That's to very that. exciting. I can't wait to hear. It's going to be a crazy summer. It's cool to talk to you about um, David Sitter. Not really yet, because I haven't seen him like in two days or three days yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last time I saw each other. Yeah. Was, yeah. We're having a meeting next Tuesday. We're going to have some fun. You thought that was all for Pond. I was checking with him from up. I was also doing a shameless plug. Leave me alone. Yeah, we have a meeting with Kumar. What was the most interesting experience you had taking Sabo around South Africa, Ooh. as opposed to being on, like at Daisies, like at the festival? What, what was the most interesting thing you noticed with a, a, an international artist in, in South Africa? Um, firstly, like one thing I realized, it was always like a thing that I was talking about, but African Americans love their chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, it's probably like Sam's group, but predominantly they're all like fucking chicken, peri peri chicken. They, like, 
they cool with Nando's. Nando's is like ah, standard uh, cool. But they wanted like those African, like South African. And also they were so fascinated by how real the chicken was. Because they're like, I don't doubt that. Complaining about like yo, you get a drumstick and it looks like the size of your arm, you know. Whereas where you get it like a chicken, you feel like yo, this is a real this drumstick, chicken. you know. Mm -hmm. So they they love the chicken. Uh, <laughs> 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 and um, also one thing like there was something I had a conversation about like the misconception of. Um, you know how the African American artists when they go when they come to South Africa or any Af African country that is, they just like, yo, I'm in Africa. Yeah, I'm in Africa. And, and then every person who lives in that country just goes to them like, yo, you're in South Africa. Be specific where you are, or you're in Cape yeah. Town. And for them, it's predominantly the thing of I've never touched African soul before. And it's my first time in the continent. In, in the continent itself. You know, so you are it's pretty much the same way as I would, if I'm going to Berlin, wherever, Netherlands, if I'm going that side, I'll be telling everyone, I'm going to Europe. I'm going to Europe. You know? But I feel like <laughs> you might be a bit more specific if you're going to Europe. Like, I, I get it. But we're, not in, we're not in South America. That's what I was gonna say, buddy. If you're ever gonna listen to this, <laughs> did you see that? Man, that was a bit of a slip up there. I, I, I get you in regards to that, but also one thing like I remember, this was like pretty much the only time I feel like I got drunk, and after <laughs> like the seven days, seven or eight days I was working there, and it was like past midnight, and but it was like um, keep on confusing, keep on saying that. So I was like, yo, we're chilling outside, um, you wanna smoke with us? I was like, I'm not allowed to smoke with you on that. Like, like, I'd rather go to sleep. They were like, yo, if you don't tell, no one will tell. And everyone's gone. So I was like, okay, cool. So that's <laughs> like, well, here we are on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now, <laughs> So, yeah, um, so he invited me out. We're chilling outside the, the hotel, the, the pretty much balcony, not, not lobby. So we're chilling outside and I was like, yo, want some drink, got me a drink and smoked. And the interaction was basically like the misconceptions of what they know and what we know about them. And they basically don't know jack shit about us. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. So the conception is not a misconception. They, it's, they don't know nothing. Like they don't know what goes down. They just it's pretty much like a blank canvas to them. As much as they have the whole idea like that Africa is a jungle or South Africa is a jungle or whatever, <laughs> that's not a thing to them at this point. They've established that. That's not gone past that. Shout you know? out to that. Yeah, you know? So it's now, it's more on the, but we don't know what goes down though. What's the, how can I say this? What's the real story? What's the real story? Like, what's, like, what's popping in South Africa? I know my piano is the biggest, like, genre of music, but besides on piano, like what's the lifestyle, what's the culture, what do you guys do on a daily, like you wake up and do what, you know? So what I explained to you, my like, my day. I was like, normal. Work hard. Work harder. I you think know? like North Americans are very, I don't want to say self-centered, but it's definitely oh, like, yeah. you can say self-centered. It's like, I don't know, like a bubble around North America. It's yeah. like the fact that we stay at but like, what? You can say USA, it's 
Like, let's go through. I say North America because I'm very like cognizant that there's a South America and it's very different. You also include in Canada. Though. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Don't, don't okay, the USA. Like, we know what's happening in like um, USA politics. Yeah. They force you to. Probably, yeah. They have no idea. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Like, also, to some extent, we don't like. We also feel like we know because. That's something I, I had a conversation about. We, the media makes us believe we know what's going on mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. country. But like the things that Saba told me, like was not even in full details. Just like him talking to his friend, him interactions. Like in general, I just realized like there's a lot going on that side that we don't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that we believe we know. You know. And with them, which is like way worse. They don't know. Like, <laughs> they, they don't they have just, any idea. The best, the best idea is like, now if they follow like a South African guy, that's when they'll see, oh, this is that, this is that, and that's the only way of knowing. Or if that part of the news are filtered enough to show them the most explicit, which is, will never happen, and that's, that, that's what they'll know. Because they'll, um, I, I don't know the phrasing of this, but it's, it's, it's um, they'll never dig deeper than that, you know, because that's what you believe is the end. Yeah. Like, like, talk, this is it, okay, cool. You're like, okay, cool. That person did that, that. Sure. Yeah. You just explained what lurching was in the VSR. Uh, I, I did. I did. <laughs> um, it was a quite interesting one. Yeah. But, but it was it was cool because at the hotel where we stayed, um, there was no lotion. Like, Ooh. they did no lotion. So I was like, purr. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, it was a cool one, it was, it was, it was an experience and a half because there was some point where I made reservations for them for uh, like a restaurant. I'm like, um, so guys, we gotta eat before, like, we gotta make a reservation for 6 <laughs> Get there because at 8, there's no electricity. The power goes off. What do you yeah, mean? Because, no, it just um, goes off. <laughs> because I remember one time, uh, I took them to Bond's Bay and then we got there, cool, watched penguins, cool, took a walk around. And we're coming back, we're like, yo, we wanna go to like nice chicken place. Peri peri chicken, basically. Okay, cool. And one of the friends was this side already, so they were like, yo, go to the restaurant for so long and order for us. So as I was checking my phone on the way back, I got the log shutting. It's called super chill. Like lotion for five minutes. I'm like, uh snap. <laughs> so I tell them, lotion is 55 minutes, like, okay, cool, this is our friend to order everything. So we browse the menu, order, sure, it was no order. We get there, like, imagine there was 55 minutes ago, we got there, they're like, um, it's low shedding, so the chicken is going to take longer. <laughs> <laughs> but we ordered way before, but yeah, we just ended up, like, waiting for, like, an hour, 30 minutes. Sure. And, <laughs> yeah. And we're also rushing to like get to the cable cars and like your guys' time. <laughs> I mean, no, we're no, 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 like, for the parent. You're like, you're like, nah, bro. I'm like, I'd rather miss that. And amen to those priorities. On that note, talking of performers, I'm gonna do a hot swap of you, yeah. sir, and you. Thank you very much for sharing your experience <laughs> with us as well. And I'm going to call on two people who did perform at Rocking the Daisies. Uh, yes, Yon, can you we'll take over to that one? And then I'm going to call the city and Tyler to come and sit on the joining on the couch. Come on over, homies. Thanks, guys. That was
really, really nice. I don't know if anyone else enjoyed it as much as I did, but that was sick. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought I was still going to answer I'm just going to have I was just talking to Logan. Rather than confirming the podcast while it's happening. Yeah. But um, like, I'm putting in a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. So Vino said like everything like went, sm went smooth. It was like seemed like well organized. You, you got to the hotel. So like I've heard from South African artists that weren't aware there was a hotel. Like things didn't Me. really go as planned. So I'd like to, I'm thinking like maybe there was like a bit of a disconnect between how internationals and like local was treated, which like, I don't like a lot of that. So I just want to like know. And then if Bino has an extra comment, yeah, exactly. there's an extra mic over there. Um, so in regards to that, it was predominantly based on the fact that um, local artists are local artists. They have toured like Cape Town and they've been around. Yeah. Predominantly all the artists who are there, they have been to Cape Town. So having them to have a tour manager is going to take them around to every is an yeah. expense, you know. Um, therefore, they the only artists that I'd say locally that had accommodation in hotels were the ones who were not from Kent. Like your Akuwafos, your Devin Gogo, your Focalistics, and they were staying like at the same hotel as I went to because I got moved to their hotel. You know. And then with the internationals they were at their own separate hotels as well. Um, but yeah, it was I wouldn't say like an artist and local if they were like from around and they expected a hotel, I'd say to some extent those kind of selfish with them. Because it couldn't work for you, that doesn't make sense because you just give a road check and take a day or two. Mm. To no, 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 I mean like a hotel during daisies. No, the hotel also is, um, number one, the local artists will have to yeah. pretty much just go back to the place or just oh, decide okay. to stay. So the hotel is like quite a distance from? The hotel is in town, they oh. just travel. I travel exactly one hour, and it's almost... That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that. I thought it was like a Daisy's hotel, hotel, like a no, darling. No, 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 no Daisy's hotel, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that, 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 I'm glad we cleared that note yeah. up, so I hope you don't feel excluded from the hotel. No, I wanted to come. Yeah, no, I that, that, that was a good vibe. Uh, quickly, before we properly get into it, can you introduce yourself and then followed by the manager at? Um, I'm Tyler Page. <laughs> I'm an artist, um, born and bred in Cape Town. And that's just literally... And you played with Kiddo? Oh yes, I performed with Kiddo, CSA. Cool, I am Lissidi, Lele Lele, but I go by Baby Nova. Um, cute. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> and I'm a producer and multi-instrumentalist, and I played bass for Hannah. Amen to that. And boy, am I really glad. Wait, bro. Yes. Things stop recording. When? Just before we introduce themselves. Right. Give me a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is just the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's like, like, like real downside is the bathroom just around the corner. I like Yes. We've been Irish coffee. Irish coffee. Anyone? Normal coffee. Anyone? Okay. Toasty. Anyone? Yeah. I'm gonna have. Toasty on the podcast. Yeah. I could go for that. What do you want? Roast veg, vegan, 
with no cheese or like a roast veg with cheese? Like give me the cheese. Thanks for the words. Okay, we're recording now. We're, we're live. Apologies for the momentary technical difficulties. Um, I think, yeah, sorry, Tyler, if you can run us through quickly, just who you are and what you were doing in Daisy, real quick. My name is Tyler Page, I'm from Cape Town, and I performed at Daisy's with Kido and Woo! Woo! What's up, guys? I'm the singing Little Lilith. I go by Baby Nova, and I'm a producer, Martin Instrumentalist, and played bass. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played bass for Hannah. Shut up. Yeah, that's how I did. That's how I did. That's just my body shrinking. Drop again, it's fine. Uh, just move the settings mic a little bit closer. Closer, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be as loud as we go. Like basically make out with the mic. Yeah, see how like, intimate I am with my microphone. Um, I'm eating it. Yeah, well, that's the point. It? That's exactly how it should be done. Um, you both performed the Daisies. Luckily, we got to see the very end of, or we got to see you playing your song with Hannah, which I'm so, so glad about. Shout out to Hannah, who was breaking the year, you got to fucking talent. And what a human being. What a just legendary human being. Um, yeah, so genuine. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. We love you, Um That performance, was one of the ones that there were some communication issues around, time-wise. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not implicating you in having to say anything, but I'm going to voice my personal frustration with the fact that Hannah was listed on the app to play at 5 p.m. We structured our afternoon around being able to take a break between 4 and 5 to go watch Hannah, and then she was put on stage an hour early, and that wasn't communicated, I'm not going to say some of the things I do know because I don't want to implicate other people, but I know that that was unfair treatment of the artist and what was a large team on stage. Um, between K Faith, Andre, there were dancers you were playing, she had a full live band and dancers. And it meant that, you know, aspects of the show that they had planned couldn't come together. And I am saying, as a completely independent individual, that I don't think that's acceptable. And that that is one of the things that Daisy's need to do better next year, is make sure that they're not doing that, especially yeah. to incredibly talented young local talent who had a crowd ready and waiting for 5 p.m. that most people just didn't know that she'd started. And I think that's just very disrespectful. And, and with love, and again, thank you for an incredible festival. Don't get me, <laughs> I'm just saying, do better on that. Um, appreciate that. Yeah, because it's 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 just not fair, and I don't think there's any argument to be made against that. So, yeah, I mean, what 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 part did you have? Like, what did you see happen? How did that play out? And, and obviously, what was the impact on stage? If you are comfortable saying, no, I can speak about it. It's cool. Yay! I mean, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you get the juice. <laughs> um, we got there like half past two, yeah. so. We had five, actually even before the festival, I think on the Thursday I made a post like, cool, we're on Friday 4pm, that was actually the original time. Okay. And then I remember Andre messaged me, he's like, lol, it's 5pm. And I was like, yo bro, I already told like, practically everyone I know that it's 4. So, rather than get there, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, got there at 2.30 and we had troubles getting to the stage. So, 
we got a lot of students. Even that took a little bit of time, but it was clear, it was cool. And then we struggled to get to the stage with all our equipment and um, ended up having to like walk through the festival. But then they were good enough on their feet to like go kart us. Uh, well, not go kart, the golf kart us. <laughs> that would be sick. Actually, Daisy's taken over that. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. <laughs> yeah, replace the golf carts with go karts. Let's, let's go. I shouted um, travel. And we ended up getting to the stage at like quarter past three and we're like, you know what, okay, it's a bit turbulent, but everything's good. And we're like, cool, everyone's cool for 5 p.m. And they're like, oh no, you guys aren't at four. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and essentially because like all my performance clothes were still with, like with Johan, um, the guy I was staying with, and he was like on the other side of the Yeah, at, at 15 to 20. You know, and now, I had speed to under because I mean I traveled cozy. I wasn't I wasn't looking there. <laughs> I traveled. I was I was comfortable. You know? yeah. I, was like, I can't be this cozy on stage. Yeah. I didn't think that would run. <laughs> like, so in that time, everyone was kind of like, "Kill okay, well, to get our stuff together." People, it wasn't like a panic buying stage, but you could tell that it was just like you know, things just aren't like mm. clicking. Mm. Then meanwhile, I ran like you know there back, got my clothes, got changed. Made it in time, which was a relief for me. And I was like, you know what, it's cool. Everyone got there, it's still super positive, which was, I think it was really good that everyone just had cool heads. It wasn't like, you know, like especially Hannah, like, it's her show, you know, so mm -hmm. as, I don't know, like a feature basis, or back up, dance going like, nah, this is nasty. Mm -hmm. If Hannah's like, nah, guys, let's go on, let's kill it. You're like, cool, let's go on, let's kill it. And from there, it went without, like, any issues. To be honest, I think we went on then and gave it up their shot, you know. Amen. And I mean, we we like ran around the corner because Durian messaged us. He was like, Yo, guys, hands on early. Yeah. And uh, the only reason why I messaged you guys is because Lorcan messaged me. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, hands on now. And I was like, I turned and I think we were watching somebody else. I turned to everybody I was with and I'm like, I don't know. Like, guys, right the fuck now, we are going. And like, I just started taking off. I don't care who I left behind. Um, <laughs> this is I mean, true. It's, it's like, <laughs> sure, guys. Like, cause I, and like, Gordon said, like, you guys started at four. What? It's like 20 past four. It's a 15 minute walk from where we were to get to the house, yeah, right? we were in Jane campaign two. And we, and my legs, when I got to Hannah, I was like, because <laughs> then, then when I rocked up, I saw you guys went there. I just assumed that you guys also got the message. I was like, oh no, I've got to be in this <laughs> So I just whacked on um, the literally the work WhatsApp group. I was like, guys, Hannah, now this is not a drop. Also, I, also, yeah. I was on the stage. <laughs> I wasn't there like, excuses, oh, excuses. <laughs> Heineken house in a jumpsuit and that was it. Um, yeah, it was that's dedication. It was panic station, and and, so, and luckily we watched. Yeah, we saw the last song and a half, and it was incredible. And there were dancers, and it was a vibe, and the crowd was loving it. And then the Sadie played, and it was fucking sick. And shout out to Hannah for bringing a live band to a hip hop performance because yes. that's just so fucking cool. 
it's just so cool. And more people need to do it. It's on video. Uh, shout out, shout out to Hannah for bringing a live band to a hip hop performance. Now a really unpracticed applause. Um, yeah, what was it like making your debut at, at, at Daisy's? I mean, I still do not tell people now. It's just like one minute I'm backstage, I'm vibing because I only came on for like two songs at a time, and the first song was kind of like a background. You know, people saw me but didn't really see me out play. I was like, that's chill. The second song, the last song, I was like, okay, cool. Like now I'm playing. It's my life. But the bass line. Yeah, the bass line. You know. But the thing is, you know, this all the little nerves you get, like, yo, is this bass still in true? Yo, what if I miss my cue? What if... So all of those running through my head, instrumental starts playing, I'm like, okay, just make sure you don't miss it. I start playing, I don't even know like, what I'm playing, I'm just playing, and I look up and I'm like, dude, this is Daisy's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on stage, <laughs> like, look around, this is... This is rocking the daisies. Like, do you understand what's going on? Like, I am rocking <laughs> the bass at the daisies. Like, it was just surreal. I think it's one of those pinch me moments. Yeah. Know? Like, I remember 2019 going. I was like, Yo, yeah, one day, one day it'd be cool. One day. <laughs> Little did you know, the next one. Yeah. yeah. Just to tell, to add on that, um, I remember my first time coming to Cape Town, and the first thing one of my friends told me was like, You've got to go to daisies. Everyone, and everyone's looking at the lineup, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. But I saved enough, but I couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way better to get paid to be there. That's the real, like, finesse. That's the real finesse. That's the real finesse. Yeah. It's like, this is my work. <laughs> so, yeah. so, it was also, I went in 2019, I was seeing all these artists, and I was at like the crossroads with my photographer. I was like, damn, one day. Imagine like photographing fucking rocking the days three years later. Next one. Yeah. And and you and to balance my shitting on on the day, like No productive conversation. Productive conversation. I know I'm making I'm making a joke about myself. Um, is that yeah, thank you. And and to the team who took on I mean this was a, a completely new team running Rocking the Days to restart that festival brand, there's, there's no momentum, there's no, like, like incredible, incredible, incredible job. Um, and thank you for bringing back the biggest festival in South Africa where we can bring internationals and we can have that kind of an experience and to put on a production that is of such an international standard, at least in, in you know, in my mind. Um, a huge, huge congratulations to them for that because, yeah, what, what an achievement. I mean, yeah, restarting a festival of this magnitude after three years is such a fucking task and a completely new team is just, and is wild. What, what's scary is that the person who was doing it was the first time kind of like running the whole show. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, so not necessarily that you mentioned, but she's born out. Nice that it was a lady, it was a woman. You know? Shannon, shout out, shout out, Shannon. 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 Yeah, what? She held it, like she held it down from Joburg to fucking Cape Town, you know, from Cape Town to Joburg. Mm. Yeah, no, incredible, incredible job, Shannon, um, and and the team at Stan Entertainment as well is so many incredible individuals behind the scenes that, that made it happen. I've got some 
move it in a, in a different direction because we heard the city's experience, yeah. you know, at a, Tyler, I would love to hear about your experience as well because total, total honesty, I don't even know your player. No, it's fine. You know, I did. <laughs> Saturday before Kiddo set, I felt so bad because he has a DJ and when they went on, the, his DJ had technical difficulties with his everything, like his USB wasn't reading, like there was a huge crowd from the DJ before and then like in the space of 10 minutes everyone just left and I was like, I feel so terrible for these people right now. Oh my heart, they're really good. No, before it started. I mean, it was supposed to start a little bit proud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. And Kiddo was like trying to help, kind of hype Eric up, getting the crowd hyped, and everyone was just like, do it. And I was like, I feel so bad that she wanted to cry for him. But yeah, we pulled through. But there was like 25 people there. Amazing when it got to that point. <laughs> yeah, and then when I performed, it was just like two worlds collided because he's a rapper and I'm complete opposite of that. I sing. Some attitude. But it was it was so amazing to perform. It was my third time performing. Nuts. Literally in my That's life. That's a good third choice. Yeah. 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 And that was my first daisies that I went to. So, really cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Because that was at the mainland station. Yeah, yeah. Your people don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, the. Oh, no, I was hitting my armpits. Hot times, too. Yeah, I know. It was hot. So bad. I was wearing a long sleeve and I was just, I was not having it. Congratulations. Saturday. That was the hottest day in the world. I'm not going to lie. Saturday was not That's Can I say one thing that I'm not a fan of? Please, please. So, you know, they said that no one's allowed to bring any liquids or anything, which is understandable because people are going to sleep or whatever. Which no one did. No one. 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 No When he went in his matriculate, they were allowed to bring water and dog as well. I don't know, it's so great. You know what? I would love to actually, actually like, talk on that point because um, I've been to four Rocky Daisies. It was 2016, 2017, 2018, and now 2022. So the four year hiatus for me and Daisies. And, uh, yeah, it was 
And the first time when we weren't allowed to bring in our own alcohol and goods and liquids and everything was in 2018. So in 2016 and 2017, we could still bring. But the problem that I faced, like, and when they first introduced it in 2018, was a lot of backlash. Like, people are like, this is absolute bullshit. It's a money-making scheme and everything. 2018, in response to people's backlash regarding that matter, because they're like, yo, we're just trying to keep you guys safe, trying to regulate what gets brought in. In 2018, they made the, like, the drinks prices close to cost price. It was 15 rand a beer. And that's how they justified that decision. And for me, all the while, I feel like it was a very good decision because, yes, former days, you can bring in your own cooler boxes, your own alcohol and everything. However, you drink that at your campsite. And the campsites were so far separated from the actual stages. And at any point you go to any stage, you were checked. That you can't bring your own alcohol into the festival area, only into a camping area. And uh, people were trying to smuggle, so you couldn't like, bring in like, even a bottle of water into the festival area. So you could only have those things in your camping area. And the movement now towards you know, prohibiting those things and regulating you know, what gets put in, I feel makes it a lot more holistic experience because now I can grab a beer from any bar. There's bars, there used to be bars in the, in, there used to be one bar in the entire general camping, right? I was basically a bar in every camping area. You grab a beer, if you, and then you can walk if you beer, whatever you want. You can go drink that beer many stage if you want, and you can carry that stuff through. Nice so you need it as refreshment for the hike. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I think I think that that going in that direction makes total sense. Yeah. Yes, the price is spiked, but you know inflation is a bitch. Boo. Yeah, but the price is so, still no, yeah, the price yeah, is affordable, bro. Yeah. If we had that at Cape Town Towers in Club, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs>
And, and if I speak that, that person, <laughs> that moral <world's> smart of it. <laughs> Sandstorm, the absolute commitment of the people at the Sun Owl musician gig, yes. like, at, at his performance. Yeah. Like, I looked at that performance and I was like, even before days, that's a performance I really want to go to. I looked at the crowd and I saw the actual sandstorm that was whipping around whilst people were vibing. And I'm like, I'm going to give that a miss. When you're in, when you're in it, you can't do this. Like when you're, you're pretending you're in the eye of the storm. In the eye of the storm. It was like it was like the hurricane. You could we me and George were in it, and like we were having an amazing time. And we'd like look out, and people looks like they're having the worst time of their life. It looks like the end of the world. It's like sand would be in those umbrellas blowing. Like those people like running like this, and you know where they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the man managed to make it happen for his head, but clearly whatever he did, whatever he did worked. Um, Tyler, the the main you performed on the main stage, um, but you also were you know largely a, a festival attendee. What was your experience of? What, did you go to the main stage as well, the main station? Apologies, um, as well like to listen. What was your favourite set on the stage other than Killers? Um, Max Harold. I've heard that was an incredible And Backstage at some point or another. Um, have any audience questions? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any audience questions about yeah, Daisy's four people who were there? And four the Daisy. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get right up to it. I want to eat it. There we it's go. It's not like it's not like a crazy question. Just like the beach bar, early morning vibes. Is there any like just small bands, some indie, some funk, some groovy stuff? It's just like. Some diversity in sense of like all the music genres mm. would be nice. Mm. Like I just feel like there was like a little bit of a lacking 
with all our beautiful stages and musicians of like you could run to a few and hear the same kind of thing going on especially like early morning saturday sunday just a little bit of something else would have been divine now i'm throwing my hat behind that sorry now back in my day guys Thank you. When I was a spry youngster. Yes, Daddy Judy. Daisy's was a four-day festival. Right. Oh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The Thursday, because the campsite and the festival was so separated, the Thursday they had a campsite stage. What? Campsite stage, and it was just like local Cape Town bands like warming people up for you. Bring that was a lot more of a mellow, like it was just main stage and the people who played were like Desmond Matutu, Shores Shore, like Sunday, like because also like for those who who love live music and stuff, that's, it's, it was, I don't want to say lacking because there's so much like really, really good young talent that was on show there, but if I wanted to listen to like I want to say like dance music is a general like EDM, trance, you know, house, everything. Like the main station was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? It wasn't that in the last time, but in, it wasn't there was only three stages. Like, no, there was only two when I went. There was a lot more. Well in twenty nineteen, no, there was twenty nineteen. There's a few like those the Jagermeister house, but there's only the beach bar and the main stage. Those were the like there's also the jungle. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, half a shit, I forget. The jungle, the jungle, this year was such an upgrade from that. Like, yeah. The jungle was nice, but it was kind of like hidden and like inside, yeah. and like there wasn't much in the environment. But the Heineken stage was. Okay, do you finish because the battery light is flashing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, on that, like, just like. Like, I mean, I echo Alex's statement, just a lot more diversity and a lot more genres. and. In essence, there's a lot more to appeal to people because mm-hmm. I mean I'm sorry, Beach Bar didn't see me once. Yeah, I wanted to go Sunel. I wanted to go Sunel, but I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. just because of the sun. Yeah. Okay. My last point. My last point, and this is my drop. Drop my moment. I'm off the camera. Like, awesome. guys, 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 daisies. I'm looking in the camera right there. Right, guys. You've done it before, and you can do it again. More tables, more shade. Mm. It's easy. Okay, okay, and on that, and on that truly mic drop moment, we're going to close out this first live recording of the Kai. Kind of-